I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. In his house at Relais, Dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. Today, we're going to be talking about Cthulhu Saves Christmas, a game that was developed and published by Z-Boyd Games and re- was released in 2019 on Switch, Windows, Stadia, and PlayStation 5. But first, if you can give us a like or rating, it would be greatly appreciated. And second, if you could give us a sub- a, a subscription? No. Uh, <laughs> a Google Stadia? A go- if you could give us a Google Stadia so we could finally figure out what the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, if you could send us a suggestion for the upcoming Fan Brewery, where we play the games that you tell us you want us to play, and then talk about them. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. It's everyone's favorite time of year, especially if you actually send stuff in (laughs) via the comments or on Discord or an email, or you can mail it to me at my address, one, two, three, four, five, six, (laughs) four, five, six. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're talking about Cthulhu Saves the World today, uh, which is... Uh, a turn-based role-playing game, uh, and one that is uh, predominantly sort of like a comedy-based game. Like, it is a a very simple game mechanically, and honestly, in most ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it, it, it serves as a vehicle for the writing in the game, and to uh, be sort of like a gag thing. It's a pretty short game as well. Uh, so, it's sort of a delivery vehicle for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have, did not play Cthulhu Saves the World, so Cthulhu Saves Christmas is my first uh, exposure to the Cthulhu Saves series. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually aware of this developer uh, prior to us playing this game. Uh, I had Cthulhu Saves the World, uh, but I had not actually played it. I had played uh, Breath of Death 7, The Beginning, <laughs> Uh, so, like, many, many years ago. Like, I think I was a legitimate teenager when I played that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will not double-check to see if that <laughs> lines up with time at all, because I don't know when it came out. But it was, like, a long time ago that I played it. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, relatively familiar with their style um, and the simplicity of it, and is also why I was just aware of this game when it came time to find a game to play for our last game of the year that falls close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, this does feel like the, an appropriate one for the time of year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Surprisingly few Christmas games out there. Yeah. Kind of weird. You, you may have noticed that we did trapped uh, <laughs> as a Christmas game, uh, which is not one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, so I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when, what exactly it is that we want to start talking about or when it would be most appropriate to to state my thesis here. But I do feel like this game overreaches, uh, not like in terms of its ambition, but just like really wants the player to take it to like the game. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I just couldn't meet it halfway <laughs> for a lot of it. Yeah, I feel like the tone is a good thing to talk about uh, mm-hmm. up top. Because um, 
the game, I, I guess I expected it to be a silly game because it's called Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Right. Um, and But, like, the amount of, like, fourth wall breaking and, like, the self-aware humor, like, was mostly misses for me. Uh, I kind of agree. There are a few, like, I, I find it difficult to criticize just, like, humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody who tells jokes that are extremely good... Uh, all the time and never misses. Um, it, it's it's hard for me to say like, oh, is this a good joke or a bad joke? And like, while I didn't like laugh a whole lot while playing this game, I did, which is a terrible way to start this. Uh-huh. Uh, it is like kind of charming, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that the 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 jokes land for somebody. I mean, we have two going on three Deadpool movies. Right. So, like, <laughs> there's there's something out there for everyone, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, like, it definitely has its moments where it works, and it's a, it's a little bit charming and a little bit funny, but, like, yeah, I feel like some of the ideas are sound. Like, you mentioned Deadpool. Uh, like, Deadpool does fourth-wall-breaking humor pretty well most of the time. And, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, the parts where, like, he, Cthulhu argues with the narrator... Like, I can imagine that actually being funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't want to make a, yeah, a mountain out of a molehill, because it's like a small game. But uh, right. yeah, I, and, yeah, it was just, it felt a little lazy to me. Yeah, I, I don't even necessarily want to say lazy, but I get what you're going for. Like, the humor is not, like... It, it it doesn't go above and beyond. We talked about uh, Anodyne recently, a game that is not a comedy game, uh, that has this like very long term setup and payoff with this character who has a bike whose name is Wares. the The bike's name is Wares, mm-hmm. and it like keeps going throughout the whole thing. There isn't really even anything on that level in this game. Mm-hmm. Like most of the jokes are one off. Uh, they're just supposed to be funny when you read them, uh, and they don't usually play into any sort of, like, character development or anything beyond that. There is, in fact, very little character (laughs) development. It felt like there was a, uh, and, like, to me, like, it kind of feels appropriate. Like, the idea they had here was, we're gonna do a game where we take, essentially, like, the plot of a Hallmark Christmas movie, where one character doesn't like Christmas, and another character likes Christmas, and then they will meet and form a bond, and Mm -hmm. uh, over time it will break down the other one, but with the intended goal of just never having it come to that conclusion. Right. But, like, that is very obvious, like, from the beginning, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that Cthulhu is not going to suddenly become, like, uh, an elf or something. (laughs) Uh, He's just gonna be Cthulhu the whole game. Mm Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you, I, and and I don't think that the jokes really landed all that well for me, uh, but I don't want to say it's in, entirely bad. It's just, like, a style that is... I, I don't want to say it feels juvenile. It just feels, like, sort of, like you said, lazy. <laughs> it's not, like, a big, giant, uh, overarching thing. It's just jokes on a, on a, on tap. Jokes on tap? Yeah. <laughs> Serving them up. <laughs> Serving up those jokes. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like the, like, the, whatever, like, concept there was for a joke, they went with the easiest version of it most of the time. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, and I I don't know. It bums me out a little bit. But then I would I would be I, it would be easy for me to look past this if the rest of the game was also not very boring. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if we're still staying on the tone and and that, mm-hmm. I I don't know what uh, all else I would have to say, but it is just like that. It's very one note. Yeah. Throughout the whole game. There's only one thing, really, that, that is happening at any given time, and it is that you... Like, even the... I'm, like, verging into other stuff, so maybe we'll just segue from here. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a mechanic in this game that I was genuinely really excited about, and also potentially one of the best jokes in the game, uh, in the form of relationships, mm. which is spelled like Raleigh, like the city... That uh, the underworld city that Cthulhu lives in, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I like this idea where like you can have Cthulhu interacting with these different people, and like the things that you do changes something about your relationship to them." But that's not even the case. It's just <laughs> a menu that you pick an item from, and then you get that item. Uh, whenever you <laughs> finish a shortcut scene, mm-hmm. uh, you can only ever do one thing in a day. There's no strategy around it, really, because you don't know what the items do. So it all feels very random. I don't know. Like, not super well thought out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely not that fleshed out. But, like, it, that was probably my favorite part of the game was the little hub <laughs> town. Uh, I think that's bad news. It, yeah, it's probably because it was just, like, so unexpected. Uh, it's got, like, it, it almost feels like it took, like, some inspiration from, like, something like Persona, where it's got, like, it's trying to have, like, a little, like, oh, in between the dungeons, you, like, do slice-of-life stuff, right. um, and you build up your, like, relationships, but, uh, yeah, it just isn't, uh, as well thought out, yeah, as you said, as it could be. Like, it doesn't impact, uh, stats in, like, a, uh, I could have done, like, a Xenoblade-style thing with, like, Affinity, uh, it could have had like an effect, like what moves you get and stuff like that. Yeah, like anything. I feel like I, I literally was just I, I I can't remember when these games, like any games, came out. As it turns <laughs> out, no games uh, have a release date, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but the uh, the like this is I think just explicitly supposed to be a reference to Persona, mm. like the fact that they make the joke like oh you can only ever do one thing before you go to bed, right? Is like how in in Persona Five you get ushered to bed immediately <laughs> upon uh, completing at, like the requisite number of activities in a day, uh, which works like as a joke it is funny. Uh, but then also just like, because of it, it means that you're doing so little on each day Mm -hmm. that it doesn't, and like, even the joke that like the, it's always Christmas Eve, but it's like Christmas Eve, the first, the second, the third, and like the days pass that way. It like is kind of funny, but it just all boils down to so little. Yeah. (laughs) That's my primary concern. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, but uh, I guess in between, or I guess that's what you do in between, like, your dungeon areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the dungeons 
are like okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, I do actually like the uh, like the random encounter system that it has like a counter of like how 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 many uh, enemy encounters there are left in the area. Once you do them all, you can just freely right. explore if you want to. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I think they're. I mean, they're the game is not literally all trash garbage. <laughs> The, the does, game has it does have a bit of a charm. I, I think like the music adds a lot. Yeah, though. I, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's really all that much to say. The music, I, it feels like the composer was the hardest working person on the team. <laughs> like, not like everybody else was lazy and bad, but he just like really fucking went for it uh, because all of the music in this game kicks a lot of ass. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. it has its time and place. This isn't music that I would like put on in the car, but it, in terms of like it doing the throwback RPG thing, I think it absolutely nails it. It's yeah, yeah. Great. And I, I finished this game early and like you know, like a couple weeks ago at this point, and I can still mm-hmm. remember what some of the songs sound like. So that's usually yeah. the mark of a good, a good soundtrack. It's very strong melody lines. Yeah. Uh, and you can buy the soundtrack on Steam, and that it might be more worth it to just get it. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I think the game does have good ideas. Like, I do like the, the random encounter system. I like that you can, with some skill, dodge random encounters so that you can just walk right through the dungeon. Yeah, you can, like, go to the next room as it fills, yeah. filling up and it resets it. Yeah, you can do that a little strategic sort of moving around. Uh, there are all kinds of, like, actually cool things in here. It's just, like... So, like you you said, and I think, like, the game introduces it, it's, like, you, once you complete all of the random encounters in a, a zone, uh, you're, you can explore freely. But you wouldn't ever want to explore <laughs> these areas because they're all just sort of linear areas with a few paths yeah. that lead to treasure chests. Um, it's like the system would have worked so well in a more dynamic area that just had more stuff to do in it. Yeah, I was thinking something like Golden Sun, where it's got like Zelda puzzles in the dungeons and stuff. It's like, yeah, and yeah, it's like you you get like uh, hung up on a puzzle, like you can just grind out all the enemy encounters so you can focus on the puzzle. Yeah, that would be a great implementation of this, like. Uh, I've never played Golden Sun and don't know how they do combat, but... I don't remember. I got it on the Wii U eShop and played, like, the beginning of it. Uh, oh, word. But yeah, I, I think it's just turn-based combat. But uh, I don't think there's any kind of modifiers on the random encounters. Right. But it does seem like this would be a place where that could be... Where that could work. Yeah. Uh, but in this game, like, they're... And it's not like they're ugly locations to be in uh there's some good pixel art in the game Mm -hmm. uh and the the backgrounds look fine but it is just sort of a pretty way of shepherding you from one point to the next uh and there's very little like incentive to spend much time there there aren't like interactive objects in the world yeah there aren't even like uh, like overlapping paths or any kind of like uh attempt at like more like exploration focused level design or npcs or yeah. anything that you could run into um so that is kind of a bummer 
Um, you do get the good music mm-hmm. and this cool idea about the random encounters, but like in the end, you're just gonna fight everything. Yeah, and then move on to to the boss. Uh, I can't even imagine like I, I I never lost a fight in this game. Um, and think, you know that I don't think I did either. Yeah, and you know that I am not a, a turn-based RPG expert. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a ton of experience with it. There was one fight where Cthulhu died, uh, but I still finished it and didn't lose. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually <laughs> considered turning up the difficulty to the highest, but then didn't. Yeah, I was Maybe. playing it on insane. So yeah, I think yeah, is that the normal difficulty? Yeah, it's like the there's three and that's yeah. the middle one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. me too. Uh, and so uh, and so, I don't, but I don't know. Like, if you just skipped all of the combat and went straight to the bosses, if like it would just be impossible. Uh, it w- I would imagine it would make it much harder. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who would be skipping all the fights. I guess is the question. It would be speedrunners. Yeah, maybe. you would have to try to get to the end before running out of encounter. Like you would still do most of them, even if you just ran straight to the end. Right. Well, there is a way to like if you, when you see the exclamation point, right, I think if, yeah. you, if you hit a, the action button, it'll cancel the encounter. So true. You I don't have know. To it's babysit a, that. <laughs> you would have to babysit that. Uh, so yeah, I, it's like it's a cool system. I just don't know who it's really there for. Uh, and I don't think it is shining its best in this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even though it is a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. I guess speaking of the systems, uh, it, the way combat works is you have like your little palette of abilities, and I think it's three of them get assigned to oh, you yeah. at random. That was, I thought, another cool idea. Um, but l- like most things in the game, uh, to keep beating the dead horse, uh, be like, wasn't taken <laughs> as, uh, much advantage of as it could have been. Yeah. I- I'd be interested in hearing like how you played the game. If there's a strategy in particular that you, you fell into, but mine involved using the, uh, I don't remember the name of the move. I'm going to say it's called like madness or something mm-hmm. that just like inflicts insanity upon the entire board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but its side effect is that it shuffles Cthulhu's insanity abilities. And when you have your like focus meter filled, it it swaps everyone's insanity abilities. I thought there was, I, I think that that is a more fleshed out mechanic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because there were times when I was like, trying to strategically manipulate it to get moves that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the it's a weird mechanic because the further you go in, in the game, the less control you have over it yeah. because you have more and more moves that can fall into it. So I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but it is cool. Yeah, I think I ended up like like focusing on poisoning everything. Yeah. Uh, instead of going with the insanity um, until later, I think later in the game, like the wager of take more damage, uh, but do more. Is that what it is? Like you take more damage from enemies when you have inflict insanity on them, right? 
Uh, yeah, they deal more damage, but they are also more susceptible to, to dark. certain statuses yeah, yeah, and yeah. also to dark damage. Yeah. And they also have a buff against other statuses. Right, yeah. So I, I leaned more on that later in the game. I felt more worth it. Uh, but yeah, I just poisoned everything, usually turn one. And that was right. pretty effective at like chipping things <laughs> down. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, it, the further into the game you get, the less I like even tried to manipulate the the random slots. So like it started out as like an interesting idea that just kind of like fell off a cliff for me. Yeah, it was it was cool to like think about it when I was actually like equipping abilities, which mm -hmm. we'll get into in a minute. Uh, where I was like, which of these are things that I want to have all the time versus what are things that I want that I think are good as insanity abilities. And it's, I don't know, because like because of the way the system works. Like, I think in an ideal world, like, if this was a longer game that had a more in-depth set of mechanics, I think one thing that could be done is to, like, uh, have abilities that you could... Or unlock an ability to, like, spend a currency or, like, the, uh, I forget what it's called, uh, the system in Xenoblade Chronicles where you could, like, give people other abilities and shit. Oh, and you yeah. you had coins. Yeah. Like, the affinity coins. Yeah, I think they're just like affinity it, coins. Yeah, if you had, like, an affinity coin system where, like, you could unlock a budget that you could spend to, like, lock abilities out of being insanity abilities so you could more cater the them to your tastes i think would be cool um i agree with not including that in a game this short because there are very few times that i felt like oh like it's not like i was swimming in different abilities it was just <laughs> like i had 12 and i could only see four of them at a time right so uh but yeah i don't know i think it's a cool system uh that once again yeah wasn't really <laughs> just didn't didn't quite land uh, because of the rest of it. The combat is itself, though, also too complicated for this game. <laughs> like, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> there were so many things that I did. There were, like, icons that would show up in the, like, weaknesses that I had no concept of what they were. Uh, I don't know what the air elemental weakness icon looks like because <laughs> i don't think i ever saw it yeah it just seemed like maybe air is just not good against anything i can't i want to say that like flying enemies were weak to it counterintuitively but i don't remember mm -hmm. yeah it could be but that's just there were so many icons and like explanations of statuses and stuff that i just didn't understand and couldn't find anywhere in the game like yeah. a glossary or anything written out yeah it uh, yeah i think you said it pretty perfectly at the beginning there like it feels like the system is like from a more complicated game than this uh like yeah like, it feels like yeah each you have four party members and it feels like each of them don't have that many moves so you're like yeah, you're like, am I able to inflict this type of damage or this status effect? Like, which character can do it? Like, I don't, yeah, it does, it seems like you're missing pieces to a larger puzzle or something. Yeah, it, there's a lot of weird stuff that sort of, like, overlaps in that way. Like, like you said, there's four party members, but it's difficult, like, they didn't really, it, it felt like they all had attempts at roles, Mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of RPGs do. Like, this is the character that's a tank. This one's the healer. This is your 
jack of all trades main character. Right. Uh, but this one didn't, it felt like they wanted it to be Cthulhu is CPS. Uh, what's her name? Crystal. Crystal, Crystal is Claus? your healer. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Claus. Uh, Baba is your, uh, is like the status person. Yeah. And then, uh, Belschnickel. <laughs> Velshnickel is the uh, is the tank, but they overlap so much mm-hmm. that like Bell's had tons of healing abilities as well. Yeah, uh, that could target anyone, so it's not like just a keep him alive thing. And Cthulhu was like, I the first two turns that Cthulhu had in every game were just applying status yep. effects yep. for me. Yeah, the uh, whole like chicken mechanic with Baba Yaga was like confusing. Good God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it felt, it felt so undercooked. Like, like an egg. you had, kind of like an egg, like a runny egg. Yeah. It felt so sunny side up, mm-hmm. uh, to me. Because it was like, you had to get, like, uh, your chicken percentage up, and then you could use that percentage to increase the effectiveness of a chicken attack, <laughs> but only certain moves increased chicken, and only certain moves used chicken, and then later in the game, felt like were, they introduced... It felt like there were very yeah. few chicken attacks. Like, the ones that yeah. did damage, yeah. Yeah, I ended up... Because I did end up, like, going for a chicken-focused build <laughs> for her, which is already weird. I mean, it's, you feel uh, like, you just should, like you know, it feels like the thing to do. Yeah, I, I, right. I also tried. <laughs> But, like, none of it was a move that she had. Mm-hmm. Like, it was all just, like, I had equipment that gave her chicken every turn and chicken soup for the kid's soul <laughs> and everything else. Uh, and then that would build it up. And then otherwise, it was just, like, chicken attack move. She should have had a move called chicken soup for the teenage soul or whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely should have. Severe oversight on their part. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but the result is that from when you get her until like the last two dungeons of the game, she feels very weak. Mm-hmm. She's like the Riku of this game. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, meaning Final Fantasy X Riku, not one of the other 100 Rikus <laughs> that are around for whatever reason. Uh, where she feels like she has this complicated mechanic that you don't understand, but in reality, you just don't have the tools to really interact with it yet. Yeah, and secretly, uh, she's probably the best character in the game. <laughs> yeah, somehow she's like, yeah, if you do this move and then that, and then you win the game. Uh, yeah, I ended up mostly using her for the charm ability, because mm-hmm. there's a chicken charm thing. Right. Uh which was strong in and of itself, especially in boss fights, but, like, uh, st- didn't feel like she was really pulling her weight as a party member. Uh, so, I don't know. It just was kind of odd. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I guess I, I wanted to talk about, like, the Christmas theming of the game. Fair, uh, yeah. the fact, there are very few Christmas games, and like I actually kind of like the concept of like doing an RPG based on like fucking weird European obscure like Christmas lore and characters. Uh, yeah, I, I I think like you could like 
I feel like the best way to do that is a little tongue in cheek, but like I feel like you could do it a little less silly than this and have it be like I don't know, really cool. Uh, yeah, I I mean we saw last year. No, at the time of the release of this, it will be still be this year. Uh, somebody make a pretty self serious Pinocchio mm. Souls like like you could do European Christmas lore <laughs> RPG in a way that isn't inherently like constantly being like look at how wacky this yeah. is because yeah like you have things like the Yule Lads which are in this game but feel like they don't get any characterization at all. Right, um, which is a shame because they're an all-time favorite around these parts. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, and then, like, I, I spent oh, like a decent chunk of the game thinking Baba Yaga was actually Grela. Like, I got those two characters mixed up because uh, uh-huh. I was like, "Isn't Baba Yaga like the mother of the Yule Lads?" Nope, actually, uh, actually yeah. not. It's actually Grela. But like, yeah, like I just feel like, and you know, obviously, like Krampus was the bad guy who didn't see that coming, um, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I just feel like there's a lot of cool, like, characters to mine from. And, like, they did... Yeah, like, the villains and stuff don't really get, like, any characterization. Uh, I don't know. And, yeah, I just... I can imagine it all being a lot more, like, fleshed out and interesting and cool. Yeah. I think that... The, the way that I think of it... Because I was thinking not the same thing. Uh, because I, I did not foresee the... Uh, the like missed opportunity of having a great Christmas themed <laughs> RPG. Uh, but you are right about that. That would be cool. Um, but I was thinking like they, I felt, I feel like it's one of those things where it is. They knew that they were never going to make another Christmas game mm-hmm. because like the, the market for that has got to be pretty limited. Uh, and so they tried to put there's references to the Nutcracker. Yeah. And yeah, like all of the, like the fucking Icelandic myth of the Yule Lads and stuff. Yeah. Like, but yeah, they I, just really put everything yeah, in. Yeah, like even just like the Nutcracker is a good example. Like having, being able to like be like shrunken down and like have to go fight the Rat King with the Nutcracker and stuff. Like, he, like there's just cool stuff you could do there. Fucking, what's his name? Cook it. Count Drosselmeyer or whatever, uh, <laughs> like the grandpa <laughs> from the Nutcracker, yeah. it could be like an NPC or like a merchant or like a wizard or something. I don't know. Like, it, there's just lots of cool shit you could do. Any uh, aspiring yeah. developers out there who want to make a Christmas game? Yeah, because because uh, we also played not on the podcast, but maybe maybe you can suggest <laughs> it for February. Uh, we played Krampus, a horror game. Mm. That was not very good. That we got for like a dollar yeah. ninety nine. I feel like it, it was, was like, better than a lot of. Yeah, them. yeah. I feel like it was better than Krampus horror game for a dollar ninety nine. Would have you believe? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> for once, me just telling you the facts about the nature of the game is actually underselling it slightly. <laughs> it was better than the Hat Man or whatever that game was called. It was better than the Hat Man. Yeah, so you do get to see like some games like to dip into this for seasonal reasons, but I feel like if there was like a real, because there are so many cool facets of this stuff uh, that you don't really see ever. So yeah, it does. It is kind of a bummer, especially considering how basic the story is. Yeah, yeah, and like, you could even like yeah, like the Cthulhu even feels like an interesting fit. Because it's like another kind of mythos kind of coming into Christmas. You almost get like Nightmare Before Christmas vibes 
you're like exactly, you're like yeah. crossing stuff over. That's just an interesting idea. And not just crossing stuff over, but crossing the exact same things over. Yeah, horror yeah. and Christmas. <laughs> uh, Jack Skellington, Santa Claus, <laughs> Krampus, Cthulhu. It's all you know, so potato, they, potato. Yeah, sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And like it's a weird coin, but they are on the same sides. <laughs> it's of an it. unknowable coin. Yeah, with more in, than in two a... sides, an unknowable number of sides. <laughs> Which is honestly is kind of cheating, but that is how they are all on the same one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, talked about the music being real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the uh, the only other note I think I have, unless I missed something, was just uh, kind of like the visual style and also just like the engine. Because uh, I, I tried to look this up earlier and couldn't find it and then found it right before recording. Uh, this game was made in Unity, but I oh, feel like okay. it's the most RPG Maker Studio-ass game I've ever played. <laughs> that is what I would have assumed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I get that. Like, it is, it feels like it's such a, a piece of shit now. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it feels so simplistic because it is just like character movement. I even had a great moment uh, at the very beginning of the game that got me to save the game more often, uh, which was it was like go into the menu and then enable ru- always run if you just want to move fast. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and then I crossed onto the next screen and Cthulhu clipped into a bush and couldn't move anymore. <laughs> so I had to, <laughs> I had to reload the game. Started over. And I was just, yeah, and I was like, this has not been an auspicious start, Cthulhu Saves Christmas, that I've already been locked into a bush within the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is just like, it, it feels like that kind of a game. Like the game that is made uh, very, like, very simply. It, it has, it. it's not a complicated game in terms of its art assets, even though they look very good. I think it does a lot well with what it is capable of doing, mm-hmm. uh, given its its limitations. So I do like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, you kind of touched on it there at the end, but like, I, I watched a couple of reviews, as I always do, before we, uh, before we record, just to see what other people think. And uh, maybe I am like a cynical asshole, or a hair splitter, or whatever. <laughs> But uh, hair like, splitter is one of my favorite Yule lads. Yeah, that would be the Yule lad that I am for sure. My <laughs> yeah. my my Yule lad Sona, hair splitter. So <laughs> um, somebody make uh, fan art of that. But uh, I feel like the 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 background art is like feels like I bought this on an asset store. <laughs> And actually not that good. Because, like, the two reviews I watched were, like, the pixel art's great. Uh, And I feel like there's just, like, a subsect of, like, people who like indie games that just like any pixel art and will say it's great. Yeah. When when I think of what I would consider to be, like, the good pixel art in this game, I'm thinking a lot of the character designs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that they're very cool. I think that... uh, I like the ideas behind a lot of the levels. 
Uh, and I do think that it's almost impossible that they found some of these things on assets. That's true. Stories, yeah. Like it just, I don't know how to describe it, but it just has that aesthetic to me. Like it feels like mm-hmm. this pre-packaged thing. Well, when you look at like the uh, a lot, there are two levels. Maybe the most egregious reuse of assets <laughs> in the game is that there are two levels that just take place in the town, mm. uh, and it feels very, and I think pretty undeniably is copy paste the same house over and over again in a row, mm-hmm. uh, which it made me think of like fan game Pokemon <laughs> games, mm-hmm. right? Like just like here's a town, it's four of the same house, yeah in a in a square or like uh, final fantasy from the year 1988 <laughs> or whenever that came out yeah like it's it's something that like i don't really hold it against the game mm-hmm. uh and i don't think that the the environment assets are really the things that are that stand out yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i do agree with you yeah i do like like destroyed santa workshop as a level uh, idea. Uh, and I actually think that the, um, I think it's called like ta- Tannenbaum or whatever, like the uh, world tree level. It's actually right, pr- which I'm... pretty sweet, like conceptually. Like it's a giant Christmas tree and it has the parts where like you go around the outside of it and you can like see how high up in the air you are. I thought that was a pretty well executed sequence in terms of like atmosphere and stuff. Yeah, agreed. And, and, I don't know. Yeah, the there's like the reindeer graveyard level, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Also, like there are definitely good ideas in here. It's just uh, I don't know. It just took it, it takes a bit of just doing the same thing a bunch of times, <laughs> and then I get kind of bored with it. The problem is not, I guess, with the environment; it's with the level design. Yeah, and the fact that the levels are even at all levels because it is just a treadmill that takes you through all the enemy encounters uh i do have one other thing i wanted to talk about that i forgot about till just now and that is uh equipping items and abilities is it just so tedious just so needlessly tedious to do because you can only equip one person's stuff at a time yeah and and the menu always resets it to the middle yep uh, and the game keeps unlocking things. Like whenever you would level up and it would say no new abilities unlocked, I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to go back into the menu and look at what the ability does and decide if I want it or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like that seemed like the easiest thing in the world to not do incorrectly. <laughs> and it, and yet here we are. <laughs> Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Oh, and the control scheme is butt ass. I don't know whose idea it was. <laughs> I imagine if you played this with a controller, it would feel a lot better. Yeah. But on the keyboard, you move around with the arrow keys, and enter is like what would it be A, and then backspace is B, <laughs> and then tab opens the menu. It's like. Why am I on both sides of the keyboard, first of all? And why why is it enter and backspace? Like, they make sense when you think about them as keys, mm-hmm. but that's not what you're thinking about them when you're playing a game. Right. 
They didn't put mo- like move forward on W in games because of woof or walk or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's my that one's that one is extremely petty and shouldn't really be taken as a criticism. But mm-hmm. it it bothered me for the whole game that I had to navigate around the backslash key to make sure I was fucking hitting backspace or whatever. Yeah, I also played with the keyboard. Uh, oh, yeah, I tried to connect a controller and it didn't work. Uh, but I guess I should have tried a little harder because I think it does support it. I think it does spe- almost specify in the thing, like if you're using a controller. Yeah. It also doesn't tell you what the keys are. Yeah, that was you have to figure it yeah. out. I, I, I took me a while to find what keys to push because it wasn't any of the ones you would think. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll use WASD. I figured movement out pretty quick. Yeah. There's really only two options for that. But, like, I've seen games that use the the keyboard, like, the keypad controls, use, like, control or Z as, like, your a- action button. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not expecting enter. It just wasn't. They were unknowable. They are, yeah. These are Eldritch keybinds. Mm-hmm. Do we have f- fur tree thoughts? <laughs> do, we, do we have... Festive thoughts. There we go. Uh, my festive thoughts are... Uh, I We were negative on this game, but uh, it it is a short indie game, so I feel like while I was playing it, I still like enjoyed it a decent amount um, for what it was. Like, I, I, There's a lot... I would describe this game as a lot of like missed potential. I think there's a lot of cool ideas in here. Um, and I think you touched on it earlier, like, in a longer game, they could, I think, maybe shine a lot better. Um, you have things like the, uh, like the encounter system, like having the countdown thing, and, uh, letting you explore freely once it reaches zero, like, that actually then letting, having that allow you do something else, you know, like, could be cool in another game, you can imagine it. Uh, I think the, the Christmas lore theming of everything is really interesting and if there's ever a Cthulhu says Christmas 2 you gotta have Count Drosselmeyer as a party member (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just throwing it out there Um, because who has a more badass name than that Um, literally no (laughs) yeah and I I like the town and the idea of like doing like relationships Um, like yeah there's a lot of sound ideas in here I just don't think they get to stretch their legs, uh, given that it's, like, a small game. So, like, I sympathize um, by, like, having ideas for, like, an RPG, but only being able to make something this long. Um, So, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of a cute little game. I imagine if I was younger, I'd probably like this a lot. You know, if I was, like, 12, Mm. uh, I would have thought it was, like, the best thing ever, probably. Because uh, it, it is, like, creative and fun. So like, I do think there's a charm in it, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't quite hold up very well under scrutiny. Yeah, and that is unfortunate. Like, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, when you're playing the game because of, like, your expectations for it and everything, it, you don't, like, dislike it. I will say the music did a whole lot of heavy lifting for me. I felt uh, very pumped up by it a lot of the time which is good uh that's that's the feeling you want to go for um 
And so I, I didn't hate it when I was playing it, obviously. It gives me... There's at least a couple other games like this that we talked about that are obviously... The the game itself is so... It's sold for so cheap. I can't imagine that this was more than a couple of dollars. I think it's three fifty. Okay. Yeah. So $3.50 seems like a more than reasonable asking price for this. It has cool ideas. Uh, I think it does look okay. Uh, it sounds super good. Uh, and it does have a couple of funny jokes, though not nearly as many as I think it needs to sell <laughs> itself as a comedy game. Uh, and so, like, it is shallow. It is whilst also being slightly overcomplicated, uh, it is more or less like a... It's The thing that's hard for me is that I want to say it feels like a great first effort, but it is like a fourth effort. <laughs> like, this is, I think, their most recent game out of several that are, like, very much the same. And I think that if they're making a game, if they're making their games for an audience who really appreciates their particular sense of humor, I think, absolutely, go for it. That's great, and I love it, and they're just not for me, which is fine. Um, but I think that if, like, the idea is to improve and make, like, a more polished product i think that you take some of these really good ideas and flesh them out and and try and find a game that they work in um and i i think that this game could have been more successful than it was is basically where i'm at thank you for listening to no clip pocket this week what are we talking about next time Next time, uh, you decide, because we're doing February. Uh, we're not taking a whole month off uh, in January this year, uh, because we suspect <laughs> that because nobody was listening to the podcast during January, they all forgot about <laughs> February. <laughs> no vacation for us. Uh, but we're not doing much, uh, and that includes skipping our pocket for, for this uh, upcoming month. So uh, be ready to get us your suggestions. What's your favorite six hour or less comedy <laughs> RPG that we should be playing? When, and why is it Kanye Quest? <laughs> why is it Ka <laughs> That would be such a complicated <laughs> game to tie in this economy. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's in your hands, listener. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but until that time, you can get a hold of us and send in your fan suggestions. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro, where you can find links to our email address, our Twitter account, uh, the Discord, where we talk about the games and accept gracious donations of fan suggestions, uh, and uh, our YouTube channel, where you can leave a comment about your favorite suggestion or check out any of our old episodes, including ones that we did on shadows over loathing. Uh, dredge is Lovecraftian. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to think if we've done any other like short RPGs like this. I don't know if we have, uh, that is actually, this is, uh, to, to conclude my final thoughts, which have now bled into the outro of the episode. Uh -huh. 
I don't want that what we say about this game to dissuade someone from making short RPGs. Oh yeah. I feel like this is a whole genre that has not been touched. Find a bite-sized RPG. Yeah, I was say maybe like Momodora felt like a bite yeah. bite-sized Metroidvania. And that was, Which is also really rare. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And also like you, lightly horror themes. Also true. Uh also, that's it. Don't look directly into the subscribe button, or my, or else you might go insane. <laughs> but make sure uh, that you hit it, though. Yeah, do hit the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poison everyone in the comment section with the plague ability. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ring the Yuletide bell. To advance it from Christmas Eve, the 42nd, to Christmas Day. (laughs) And smash that like button! This nice old lady who's probably dead now. Uh, Great stuff. (laughs) The fragility of human life is what I mean by that.